Hi, and welcome to Underneath the Hat Podcast. I am your host, author, entrepreneur, educator, Sharice Simmons, and this is season three, and we're discussing blessings and lessons. So over the last eight weeks, we've been talking to different guests, and I've been sharing all of the blessings and lessons that I've learned that have helped me to be the person that I am today. And so I'm very excited for our next guest. She is no stranger to Underneath the Hat. We've seen her several times if you've gone back and looked at our other podcasts. Uh, She's a friend and she's an entrepreneur. She's a mom. She is a life coach. She's that girlfriend in your head that gives it to you straight, even when you don't always want to hear it. (laughs) So I knew I had to have her on to talk to us about blessings and lessons. So without any further ado, I want to introduce our guest, Miranda Chanel. Hello. Hi. I am so, so excited to be here on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I know you're booked and busy. You know, I have have learned, not getting too far too fast, but I have Mm -hmm. learned that um, booked and busy sounds good, but it's not always good for you. Mm. So in this season, I have been pretty intentional about um, just better time management and yeah. not over scheduling and over booking because um, mm-hmm. you don't have to go every place you're called. And mm. it's, you know, you tend to not take care of yourself as well as you should when you're mm-hmm. constantly going to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So um, I've been fairly quiet this season. I think mm. this is probably only like the first or second time that I've really kind of popped out. So. Okay. See, she's dropping the jewels already. So I'm <laughs> wait to hear about your blessings and lessons. So for season three, I've been talking mainly about things that I've been going through, things I've experienced, and the lessons that I've learned. And last week, I talked about um, stop changing the pot. And it came from um, a conversation I had with a family member about one of our cousins who the mother is relocating him to a different place but his behavior won't change just because you move him somewhere else so i talked Mm -hmm. about taking a dead plant and putting it in a new pot but not giving it the water and the nutrients that it needs it's still gonna be a dead plant in the new pot so um i talked about the blessings and the lessons that i learned from just that one conversation so let's just dive right in what would you say has been either one of your biggest blessings either this year or in the past that have helped you to be who you are today? Um, I think it's, it's hard to wrap it into the year, right? Because I feel mm-hmm. like ever since 2020, everything is kind of a blur. I feel like yeah. we're just doing 2020 on repeat. Mm-hmm. So right before 2020, though, um, I joined a new ministry. Okay. And it has literally changed my life and it's, it's no shade, you know, and no slight to any of the ministries that I was a part of before. It's just different. 
And so sometimes, you know, you get to a place in life where as your life changes, mm-hmm. the type of, of nourishment that you need changes. Yeah. And so in that season, um, in that shifting and me going into this different type of place, it happened in a time where I needed something different mm-hmm. and I needed something very intentional and I needed something <laughs> um, quiet. Yeah. And so anybody who knows anything about black church, you know, we not quiet nowhere. Like we we come in on fire and, you know, like that's just a part of our, of the culture of black church. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I found for me during that time was that I was distracted by all of the things that were happening around me. Mm -hmm. And while I could fall in line because I knew how to church, Mm -hmm. I wasn't really getting what I needed. And again, it's not that it's not that those ministries weren't offering it. It just wasn't what I needed in that season. And so um, in shifting into this new ministry, so many things started to happen and to change even the way that I saw myself. Um, I I knew going in that there was an anointing on my life, that there was a calling on my life. And I was running like Flojo. You hear me like. My inner Jackie Joyner Kersey was real. And I was like, I don't want no parts. And I would take off. Um, And in this new space, I really thought I was going to be able to hide. Like I thought, because it's a a very large church, it's a huge congregation, it's very diverse. I really thought I was going to be able to like slip in, go get me a little church, go home. Um, But here's what's funny about God. (laughs) He will put you in the middle of millions and call you out as an individual. Mm. And that is what happened in that space where mm-hmm. I really thought I was going to hide. I right. kept getting these subtle nudges of like, no, this is where, this is where you walk. This mm-hmm. is where you, this is where you stand bold in who I created you to be. And this is where you're safe to tell your truth. And this is where you will grow and where you can be fed in this season. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what's for you right now. And in in going into a place and really healing, mm-hmm. because I, I came in that joint bloody and bruised and battered um, in probably every single area of my life, not just my spiritual walk, but I was emotionally bruised and battered. I was, you know, mentally bruised mm-hmm. and battered. I physically wasn't in the best health of my life either. Um, In every area that I could have been raggedy in, I was raggedy. And God did a healing in that space where I thought I was going to hide. And so um, it has truly been a blessing. It's opened so many doors for me to understand who I am in the way that he created me. And if anybody knows me, you know, like confidence is not a weakness that I have. Like, I don't really struggle with, you know, um, and it wasn't always that way. But I got to a point in my life where I could stand firm and in who I am, contrary to who was standing next to me, who I was connected to, you know, all of those things. Like I had finally gotten to that place where I was okay being me. Um, Mm -hmm. And in this space, though, it was the opportunity for me to really be okay even with the parts that I still wasn't okay with. And 
forgot to really nourish those things and to prune me in areas where like, I really thought I had grown. And mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, that, those are dead ends though. They got to be cut off. Like, it looked like you got length, but you don't. Like, I could see through that. That's shallow. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with like ponytails and friends and stuff like that. When it gets too shallow, you're supposed to cut that stuff off. Yep. And so, um, you know, in that space, he really worked and fine-tuned some of that stuff that I, I thought was better. Mm. And it changed the way that I saw myself and it changed the way that I saw God. Yeah. Because I had made a lot of mistakes. Mm. You know, I was still making mistakes and I was baptized again at the top of last year. Mm -hmm. And I cried, I ugly cried through the whole service. Like <laughs> I thought when I tell you it was a blizzard, my mm. car got stuck in the snow. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong on my way to church that Sunday morning. And I battled internally with like, why would he want me? Like I've done this thing before and mm -hmm. I messed up more after I got baptized the first time than I did before I got baptized. Like what you think you finna get us some more water. It was finna make it all better. Like he don't need that. He don't, he it's all these people who he, he could use. Like, why does he need you? When I tell you I fought with my own spirit mm. and in that moment, it really was a releasing of so many things that like God had long let go of that. I was just like fighting with him about And He was like, girl, if y'all give me this. <laughs> and I was like, no, but it's mine. And he's like, why do you want this divorce? Like, let it go, sis. Channel mm -hmm. your inner Elsa. I've let it go. You need to let it go. Like right. I was fighting to hold on to things that God had forgiven and forgotten about but I couldn't like I couldn't let go and I yeah. I he was like I'm trying to heal you and you keep picking the scab off and I'll be like again <laughs> like and so really being in this ministry in this space allowed me to bleed when I needed to bleed and to heal when I needed to heal and mm. to see God and to experience him in a very different way um and it grew me up. It grew me up and it and it afforded me the opportunity to be very transparent about who God is to me and what that relationship looks like and feels like for me. And if he can do it for me in all of the stuff that I don't tell y'all I did, mm -hmm. there's nothing that he can't do. Right. Not a single thing. Absolutely. It's uh Crazy because I think around the same time we you joined your new church and I went to fellowship and I joined virtually. And so we're just starting to get back into the building and just sitting at home. I think this pandemic has helped me to have a better relationship with God, even though I was already working on it. There were other things that were distracting me from how close I really could have been with him. But being in this pandemic, being by myself, which I like to do anyway, but really being by myself and hearing him, my worship and praise has never been as high as it is now. Yeah. Like sitting by myself, sitting in the house, being able to worship and not worry about what people would think, what are they going to say, and just having that intimate relationship with him. And now when I go into the building to see 
who I am now, I'm I shock myself sometimes. I'm like, is that you? <laughs> yes. Like I don't care what anybody has to say. Sometimes he has to remove all of the distractions in order for you to be with just him. And then when he puts you back in front of people, it's like they don't even matter because you so used to it just being you and him. So I totally understand what you're saying about the having to heal and being able to bleed and going to church and being able to cry and let it out and not worry about what other people have to think or what other people think is truly a blessing in itself to have that intimate relationship with him. It is. And it's funny because, you know, you just talked about you being with God by yourself and Mm -hmm. I think that what God did for me was he stripped me of all of the people that I thought I needed. Mm. Um, He snatched them suckers up by the roots and I was mad at him. Mm -hmm. Um, In hindsight, though, I came to understand that even in the losing of those people, what I saw as a loss was actually my gain. Hmm. Because what happened was I had become so dependent on those relationships that I didn't have to trust God. Hmm. I did not have to go to God to say, God, I don't know Hmm. how I'm going to take care of these kids. Because my granddaddy would be like, come and get the American Express and do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to pray about it because my granddaddy would make it happen. I didn't have to pray about, you know, needing the intimacy um, and the love and the acceptance from God because I was getting it from the person I was dating. Mm -hmm. Snatch that sucker up too. And so what happened was God was like, I have to show you that with me, you can have every single thing that you want. That even through these people, it's because I put these people in your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. You looking at it like it's them, but it's it's always been me. Like yeah. I am the puppet master behind these strings. And because I've always kind of been a spoiled little girl, mm-hmm. I couldn't see that because I didn't have mm-hmm. to. And right. so what happened was God put me in a place where I ain't have nobody but him. Hmm. I didn't have that I can go to this person because I know the bank account is going to be full. I didn't have that I can um, I can text this person and I know they're going to tell me I'm cute or I can go to dinner or this or that. I He pulled all of that stuff up. And when I tell you I am biologically the only child, I felt like the only child in the world mm. because everybody that I thought was going forever Mm-hmm. was gone. Wow. And so it was that lesson where it was like, you preach it and you teach it, but you're going to live this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you that it's always been me. And in order for him to really do that in my life, mm-hmm. he had to take me out of everything that I was comfortable in. Wow. Yeah, I always think of the, I heard someone say about the comfort of being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a hard thing to do. I actually, it's so funny you mentioned that, Miranda. I, <laughs> I've i been talking lately about this new relationship that I'm in and how uncomfortable it is because I've never had a relationship like this before where it's more of a mental and emotional connection than a physical one 
Yeah. Because he's out of the country now. So I don't get to see him and touch him like I would anybody else. Yes, so the yeah. mental and emotional connection that we have is scary. And so it's one of those, is this too good to be true? Like you waiting on the other shoe to drop? Like what's really going on, Lord? And all he keeps telling me is you want something different. So you got to do something different. And I'm like, but I'm not used to this. <laughs> like It's right. uncomfortable. And I had to tell him today, he was like, yesterday, I was just in a mood. I was like, I'm going to bed. Good night. He was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> just give it. You okay? I don't want to talk. He's like, you, I don't want to talk. And so today I woke up in the same mood, had made me a smoothie, didn't drink the smoothie. Talking to my students today, they was like, hey, Miss Simmons, hey. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, and so having a conversation with him finally, he was like, what's going on? And I told him, I said, I don't like being uncomfortable. Like, I have to retreat and clear my mind when I'm uncomfortable. And so we talked through it, which was new for me because you yeah. know my last yes. mm-hmm. yes. And so <laughs> somebody to talk to and talk through it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I actually feel better because I've never had this before where I could just talk about what I'm going through. I've always felt I had to go by myself and figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. And so that uncomfortable feeling, I'm starting to realize that sometimes your growth comes from you being uncomfortable because you're being stretched. And so I'm like, I'm starting to like being stretched because I see the effects of it and the positive positivity that can come from it. It's so funny because I, so um, I have an OES sister and me and her are like thick as mm-hmm. thieves, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about these relationships. Like she yeah. is newly married and he is the love of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in this phenomenal relationship where I keep going, you still there? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's working, right? And so we had that same conversation where it was like, is this really too good to be true? And we started to challenge each other. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, is it too good to be true? Our response to each other now when we say that is, it's too good and it's true. Because mm. so many times we get stuck in this in this concept that we can't have what's great. Random. That we can't we can't yeah. dream bigger. We can't have better. You know, like life has always dealt us the hand that like ain't no it ain't a partner out here that can make us win at this table. Like mm-hmm. like so when good things happen, we don't believe that we can have them. They're not attainable. They're attainable for you over there because I've seen marriages work. I've seen relationships work. I've seen husbands who love on their wives, who don't cheat, who show up. I've seen wives who take care of their husbands and take it like we know that it is possible Mm -hmm. until it rolls down our block. Mm. And then all of a sudden we feel like the bus ain't going to stop. Like the Uber can't pull up at this address, not with that in the car. Like we really look at things as if it's attainable for you, but I can't have it. I can see it and I can witness it, but, but it'll never be in my possession. And so we started to really challenge each other that like, yeah, it's too good. And it's true. 
that mm. you can have not just what you desire, but what you deserve. Because we set, we get so used to being underserved that we accept the scraps. And yes, yes, if we wanted to be real churchy, like we could go into the Bible and, you know, there's the woman who's like, you know, well, even the dogs eat the scraps. I want the steak. Like, I don't want the scraps. I'm spoiled. I want the full meal. Yeah. I want all parts that belong to me. And Mm -hmm. I deserve them. And Mm -hmm. because my daddy told me that he would give me the desires of my heart, the desires of my heart are not the scraps. Right. So now that it is in front of me, I have to recondition myself Mm. to understand that I can have it, to Mm. understand that I deserve it, to understand that my dreams are valid, to understand that I can have more than I've ever had before or more than what my close friends have or more than what my mother said or my grandmother said that all of those things are okay. And it doesn't make me too much. It doesn't mean I'm asking for too much. It doesn't mean I expect too much. It doesn't mean that I am too much. It just means that for the first time as a little black girl, I can dream of love. And I have it, or I can dream of owning the business, or I could dream of publishing the book, or I could dream of having the child, whatever your, you know, insert your dream here. Right. You can have it, but we have to change the way that we look at things because we convince ourselves that we can't have it. So we don't strive for it. And then when mm. it presents itself, we are so busy looking for what's wrong with it that we don't nourish it. We don't let it grow. We don't put it in a pot that's going to cultivate it so that it can expand into something even more because we ain't never had it before. Mm. So we don't know how to treat it right. I ain't never had no plant. I will kill a cactus. You hear me? Because I, I ain't never had one. So you give me some pretty plant. I don't know how to keep it alive. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believed that any plant I got, I was going to kill it. Well, my daddy bought me a plant. Let me just tell you that I've had my plant for a whole year. My plant don't take a whole lot. I tell the plant, hey, in the morning, I give her a little water once a week, maybe once every other week. I don't bother her. She don't bother me. Okay. Now, this ain't ain't one of them super big, over the top, you know, you got to have it in the right light, in the right heat. This is not that because I Mm. understand my track record, but I also understand where I want to go. Right. I mm. understand that I want to be one of them black girls who got plants in the house who like, oh, yeah, this, this one is this and this one is that and this one. And we grow this and we like I eventually want to have a garden. So I got to start with a plant that's easy so that I can convince myself that I yeah. can do this. We have to we have to change the way that we think about us. Yeah. So that when the things come that we want and deserve. We know we can have them Mm. and they don't scare us away because having something that you want, that you dreamed of, that you prayed for, you fasted for, you cried over. When that thing shows up, it will scare the hell out of you. Yes, it will. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. I don't know how long this is going to last. Are you going to stay? Are you going to go? Should I touch it here? Should I poke it there? Should I feed it? Should I wash it? What am I supposed to do with this thing? Right. It will drive you nuts. And sometimes it don't take all that. Mm. Little water, little acknowledgement. 
before you know it, you got to take a whole year. Like, it don't right. take all of that. We make stuff way harder than it has to be because we are not convinced that we deserve it. Mm. That's what I told him today. I said, I overthink a lot and I'm very impatient. And I know those are flaws that I have that I'm working on. Uh, but he he's told me today, he's like, you deserve this. Like we both do. We've been both been through similar situations and we deserve each other. And I have to tell you more about the situation. But I'm like, I just don't, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I finally just told him, like you said, I'm scared as hell. Like, I don't know <laughs> what's yes. going on because I've never experienced this before. So it's like all of this coming full circle from last week's podcast and you mentioning the plant and then comparing what we're both going through in our relationships with plants. I'm like, God, you really know what you're doing because <laughs> yesterday and today was a struggle. And, and I that's, that makes you know. human, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. There are going to be some times where it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. And it's in those hardest moments where we need people to show up and to remind us that even when it's hard, we're still deserving. Mm. Like so many times when life gets hard, people throw us away. Yeah. They label us as too hard or too emotional or too this or too that. And so it's easier for me to not stay with you in this dark place than it is for me to give you some foundation to stand on. Yeah. And, but the truth of the matter is that life is hard mm -hmm. and it's always going to be hard. Mm -hmm. You're always going to run into some sort of trouble. Bible, man born of a woman is born of a few days. Mm -hmm. Those days mm -hmm. are full of trouble. Yep. If you don't believe it, run your calendar back the last two and a half years. Like, right. If from 2020 to the present has not taught us anything. It has taught us that. Right. It has been one thing after another, after another. But such is life. Mm -hmm. And so we need some people. Be them romantic relationships. Be them friendships. Be them familial. Be them business partnerships. Whatever those ships are. Mm -hmm. We need some of them ships to not bail out when it starts to storm. Mm. We need somebody to be like, we throwing the anchor over this thing. We going in the basement because everybody's scared. Right. But we going to stick this thing out because mm -hmm. no storm lasts forever. Mm -hmm. We need those people. But, but what happens is we get so caught up. Here's another lesson that I've learned. Mm -hmm. We get so stuck on this my A1 day one. That we miss the fact that sometimes it's our day two, day three, day seven, day 12, day 15. Yep. Who are going to ride out this season and the rest of this part of our life. We want to drag those people from before into the next thing and they not supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the storm is to wash off some of that stuff that's already been dead. Yeah. And to allow you to see. Oh, there's space for something else to go here. Some of that stuff has to be completely destroyed for you to be like, okay, I guess I got to throw this thing in the garbage. Now, what am I going to put in this spot? Right. Who am I going to, who am I going to put here? Is it hard? Yes. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. 
but it's possible. Somebody will fit that position if we let them. Yeah. We got to let people be in our life. Mm. Yeah. Listen, I, I didn't have nothing to say. <laughs> didn't have a well, single thing. When it came to you, okay, <laughs> and everything that came needed to be heard today. If by nobody else, I needed it today. Well, I just want to say thank you because I'm going to hurry to get off so I can call you and tell you <laughs> what's been going on. Please. <laughs> I definitely want to thank you for coming on and sharing with us your blessing and lessons dealing with the self-reflections and corrections. I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. You always go into me and all of the people around me talk about you all the time. You heard from Miranda? How's Miranda doing? <laughs> so I just want to thank you for you allowing God to use you in order to sow into other people because you are truly a blessing in yourself. So I thank you so much, much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was our guest, Miranda Chanel. Pouring into us like she always does. She never disappoints. Um, make sure you check her out on Facebook, Miranda Chanel, and get in tune with her moments with Miranda Page. She is an amazing person, and you just got a tiny bit of what she does, but she sowed a lot of seeds today that we're going to water and nourish so that we can be the best us that we can be. Again, I want to thank you all for joining me. And as we talk about blessings and lessons, make sure you go to Amazon or wherever books are sold and check out my books underneath the hat. And it's that size for a reason. Also, don't forget to subscribe and like on the YouTube page underneath the hat podcast. And also check us out on Anchor, Overcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, and Pocket Cast platforms. Again, I want to thank Miranda Chanel for coming and sharing with us. And like I always say, remember to take care of yourself underneath the hat. I will see you next time.